We are finding recovery. What does that look and feel like? All right, Tyler, before we get... Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. I have, we have a review to read. We love reviews. So uh, this review says amazing and insightful. It says, I have listened to each podcast that you have published as well as the BAE podcast, but your last two resonated with me enough to post a review. I had just listened to quotations, miserable in marriage, and it helped me to be the person that I am by putting boundaries in place with my wife. I realized that her insulting me, belittling, shaming, and name-calling were not her fault. It was how she expressed her anger, and it was my fault for letting her do it. Um, let's see. I do not create a safe place for us as a couple, and I pray that I can continue to hold strength to it. I realize that some betrayed spouses may not like it when we place these boundaries, but they are definitely necessary since we unfaithful are so adept to falling back into our shame. Having said that, I wonder if Emily had listened to that podcast before she came on your show. She reminded me a lot of my wife with the things she said and wanting that connection with her husband. I had to re-listen to it again, and I felt she showed her cards with her little jab at Tyler in the end and can only imagine what her jabs are like with her husband. I really hope that um, he listens to the Miserable Marriage podcast that was published immediately before Emily's anyways, great podcast and keep up the good work. Wow. That's an interesting review. That is an interesting review. We appreciate that. We appreciate it. There's, there's like three or four la layers of feedback there. One is, is that we're glad you're listening to the show and it's helping you. Yeah. Um, th two, thanks for the feedback on the actual episode itself. And, uh, and he's applying things that he's learning. He's trying to trying to apply some things for sure. And then, yeah. And then it sounds like he was, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to interpret it as if he was genuinely concerned for Emily. Yeah. And, you know, Emily was a great caller to have on. She definitely brought some things to light and, uh, and there was some hard things that we talked about in that episode. Yeah. I love, I love the specifics of that review in, in, uh, and that he's really listening closely and and kind of dissecting it a little bit so thank you so yeah. much for sharing i'm glad you hopped on and actually um had your voice heard so that's why we felt like we needed to read it was so that your voice could get heard so thank you so much appreciate you taking the time to do it um brandon let's jump in shall we let's do it we've got uh we've got rachel here with us rachel thank you so much for your willingness to come on why don't you uh just kind of introduce yourself with any backstory that will be pertinent and then then share whatever questions you've had and we'll have a discussion. Well, guys, thanks so much for having me. Um, I believe in recovery with my whole heart. My family is very strong in recovery. And um, if anything that I've learned through partner betrayal, trauma and addiction, that there is so much hope out there. And that was the reason for me coming on, um, probably about, um, I married, uh, I've been married for about 19 years, um, on and off. We, we've been separated so many times, so much dysfunction. We were divorced at one point for three years and 
Um, I found, I found Al-Anon. He found AA um, after he had received three GUIs a um, long time ago. And uh, since that time, he's really got into AA for the right reasons, not just going to the meetings. And he's really one of those 3%, really digging, really searching. Um, through that period of time, um, through that period of time, we had a significant of traumas in our family. In 2017, we had a daughter. Uh, I homeschooled, by the way, so I was I was the majority of the major majority of the caregiver for my family. Um, I I was a treated at Al-Anon, uh, but not really really searching for recovery. Like I I I had this attitude, like I got this, like okay. I understand what a boundary is. I got this, you know, like I got this. And so I, I really feel like in my own life, my own humility wasn't really there. And I, I wasn't able to see that. I could only see the environment I was producing for uh, trying to control the nature of another person. Um, I, I couldn't see me at all. And so uh, in 2017, we had a, a trauma that happened in our family, which was the a accident a uh, really severe accident of our oldest daughter, who at the time was 17, almost 18, and she sustained a traumatic brain injury. At that time, she lost complete memory of her entire family for two weeks. And she, because of 18, she refused treatment. She left our home. It was very traumatic. Uh, my husband uh, dealt with it by, at the, also at the same time, my husband and I had just gotten remarried after being divorced. Um, we, uh, he, um, just, we had found out we, he had made a lot of money in taxes, which he had not filed when we were divorced and because he was using at the time. And, um, so now he's trying to work off. He's, he's got almost five years under his belt as trying to pay off this insane IRS bill. This accident happens in our family. He's still trying to pay it off. So he's hiding at work. Um, I'm trying to control everything. I, I didn't know what to do with the medical part, trying to be there with my daughter. At the same time, our other, we had, so at this time we have uh, almost two year old and I think it's only, I think he was almost two. I was living in a, I had to live in a hotel to keep him away, the, the two year old away from the daughter. They was in an accident because of the intense noise and she was having problems with just basic skills, headaches, I mean, all that. So we had just live in two different places. It was very stressful in our family. About this time, our middle child, who is now 17, um, really, she basically lost her sister, who was one of her best friends. Our daughter decided, our 17-year-old daughter decided to, to like kind of move in and out of the house at the time, not deciding where she wanted to go. She still had significant injury and would not deal with it. We had to tell her we are not a revolving door. You've got two other siblings that this affects. You are going to have to make a decision what you're going to do. And she decided after moving in and out of our home about three or four times that she was going to go ahead um, and she was displaying very serious um, behavior uh, that was very alarming. And um, because she was high functioning as a traumatic brain injury survivor, very high functioning and she's very beautiful, she immediately went to um, create, recreate the pain of her childhood and uh, just found it, just picked a man basically that she didn't even know and moved into an apartment in a different state. Um, so we had literally had no contact with her a lot. Literally my youngest child lost his, um, one of his caregivers cause my daughter watched him 
And uh, just anyway, um, so to proceed to the next tragedy is that our middle child who lost her sister, um, actually we sort of began noticing changes with her. And I was uh, just by the grace of God cleaning a room I hadn't cleaned out in a while and found eight suicide letters written by her that I was not meant to find. Um, I was told that she needed to be in a hospital for uh, that she was under suicide watch because we didn't have adequate facilities in our area. I I I decided to do that myself. Uh, Husband and I just we we watched her around the clock. This led to addiction, um, and she actually went to three different rehabs, and we sent her away. Uh, because she was her behaviors were so out of control, and we sent her away to Teen Challenge, which is a actual Christian program in a different state in Indiana. And we sent her there, um, and we saw they have a very high success rate. We we've, she's been home for one week. Um, during this time of uh, drama and chaos in our life, but I hope I'm not taking too long. Um, my husband, I went into severe untreated like I wasn't going to my meetings I was out of control um my husband was just isolating from our family I mean we tried to work things out we tried for about 30 days when my daughter was sick and he couldn't make it he ended up just acting out with her and they got in a very big physical altercation the two of them did in which I asked him to leave the home which is here nor there it's been dealt with and it's over with but um it just was constant chaos. And we raised our now eight-year-old boy in that environment. And now um, there was an affair. There's been always porn and acting out our entire marriage. I always attributed to it that it was the alcoholism. I never thought that it would be a different problem. Um, In October of last year, uh, well, actually, about two years ago, my husband revealed to me, or I found out, that he was having an affair with an ex-girlfriend, and um, I, I lost my mind. Like, I had never even taken a breath to deal with anything. I went into a horrible depression, all the symptoms and the signs and all the things. I turned my back on God. I wanted nothing to do with him. I just kept going to Al-Anon meetings, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And I, I went to a um, conference for betrayed wives in October in Colorado Springs, and I found there was many women like me, which led me to Essanon. Uh, and once I got into Essanon, it was my lifesaver. I had divorce papers in my hand already. I mean, I was all done. He couldn't figure out what he wanted to do in his life. There, you know, it just all this chaos. And when I got into Essanon, I really began to see what part of the problem I was. I saw, saw that I really believed that sex was the most important sign of love. I really believed that I was, I really believed that I was the Essanon problem. I saw my part in my marriage. And I started going to eight or nine meetings a week. I've got a sponsor. I've been working the steps. During that time, I've really just been shown what my part is, how I disrespected my husband, how I disrespected my family, how I was constantly created. I mean, my part, it just broke my heart. And I asked, I real my prayer was that God would show me my part. And 
I, I will tell you, um, I started a journal, just the miracles that have happened. My husband is in recovery now. He is in, he is in, um, he is in, he's still continuing his AA meetings. He's just doing amazing. He's starting a lot of ACA work. He's, he's just becoming, I mean, the changes of it in him are incredible. He's not working the program I want him to do. He's not, you know, doing what I want him to do, but the amazing things that are happening in our family are beautiful. Um, as soon as I found out about uh, my problem, I went to him and I am really learning intimacy skills and how to respect him. I've, I've gone to my daughters and made amends to them. And on December or excuse me, February 25th, he wasn't even speaking to me. We were in separate bedrooms last week. I actually moved back into our bedroom we are connecting. He is wanting our marriage to work. I mean, it's just, I, I know this isn't the place and time to talk about all the miracles, but it's just, I hope you can hear from my voice how grateful and how many miracles have happened. And so that's the message I want to carry today. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you're listening here, this is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert feed, and we sure appreciate you following us and listening here. We want to let you know that we have moved to Real Talk Recovery. If you'd like to complete the episode, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, any place where there's podcasts, Real Talk Recovery, or you can go to realtalkrecovery.com. Thanks again for all of your support.